Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello, everybody. Seven o'clock Friday night. We're back once again. It is the Long Run podcast and live stream. Hopefully you're joining us either on YouTube or Facebook and you can download us on all your favorite podcaster providers of choice after we've finished. But then that might be quite a while because we have got so much stuff. We've got more running related stuff that you can shake a stick at. And And I'm shaking a big stick at it. It is absolutely jam packed tonight with all sorts of stuff bit of controversy bit of good advice bit of tip a few tips eddie's with us again eddie's come well, along for the well, ride he loved it so much last week he's come again well okay be fair we don't know how long he's going to be here because it depends how good his internet is what we want you to know in the comments if you're listening live is stick how many times in there you think ed will freeze tonight so yeah, let's <laughs> North Hertfordshire seems to be akin to sort of like the International Space Station when it comes yeah. to communicating. Yeah, and he's, also... He's already, been, um, he's already been stopping and starting already because we have a little chat yeah. before we get going and um, he's filled us with dread because we can't hear him. Yeah. So I'm going to try and see yeah. if he's there now. Eddie, are you there? Yes, I'm here now. Look, there we go. Oh, there there he is. This is not pre-recorded. It's not a no, word. very Middleton is in the building and yeah, available and on Wi-Fi. He could fake it. He could fake a freeze. So we don't know. But let us know in the comments. And also, what I was going to uh, in, badly interrupt Wilco to say was, let us know how long this show's going to be. We're taking bets. This could be an all-nighter, people. I am ready and raring to take down some people tonight. I'm ready. I was so oh. placid last week because Wilco told me that the solicitor was waiting on the end of the phone. I was such a good boy. And this week, it's 
every man for himself. So let us know in the comments. Yeah. He's straining at the leash at the minute. He's straining away. I'm, because I'm so he's got, fired up for this. You know, he's got so much spleen to vent. Yeah. That, um, it's yeah. um, it, it promises to be a cracker, but don't worry. It's not just Chris belly aching on for the next 90 minutes. You know, we're not going to do that. We've got loads of other good stuff as well. We have got some important issues that we have been talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the main thing is... Um, the revelation from the Brighton Marathon that they're not going to have a bag drop. We've been in touch with the folks at the Brighton Marathon and they sent us a um, a reply to the reason why they're not doing an on-the-day bag drop and uh, folks have to drop their stuff off the day before or on the Friday as well. I think it's available. But um, yeah. we've put that on the uh, relevant um, Facebook group and we've printed it in full because we didn't. it was quite a big, long um, email from them. And fair play to them. They didn't just say, oh, well, it's environmental concerns and just no, throw it off. No, no. They did go into a lot of detail and it would take too long for us to read it all through. And then it's better, we think, we felt it's better that if you could read it for yourselves and then you'll be able to sort of like make your own impressions. And then please bang in the comments what you think and where, what sort of observations you've got and questions that have arisen yeah. from what you've read. So we're going to go into that in a little bit. Um, we've got um, various other stuff. Chris, before we got that, we could just give people a chance to sort of like digest that news and that response that mm. we got. How's your week been, mate? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. I just also, Wilco, it's worth highlighting. We're talking to about the Manchester Marathon and their uh, deferral, refusal to allow deferrals. And also, uh, I wanted to touch on it recently. And uh, Recently? I wanted to touch on it tonight because recently we've been getting a few questions about and from the emails. And thanks, everybody. We've got one email uh, about um, half marathon PB later because Chelmsford this weekend, but we we want to touch on talking about um, putting races into your training plans because where people are sort of working out their rest of their years at the moment, we've got um, a lot of incoming questions, which is great. Thanks ever so much. We might have to do an email special, by the way, boys, because we've got about three thousand. Um, but we've got uh, a lot of people asking about that kind of stuff, so I want to touch that. We'll probably do that towards the back end of the show, and then at the end of the show. We're going to be drawing out the winners from the um, competition that we was giving away the places for the Great Manchester Half Marathon and 10K and also our three winners from the February challenge that was done in the 40 Runs Facebook community. If you're not a member of that, make sure you join. So we're going to be doing the giveaways and results at the end of the show, uh, half marathons uh, and races and all that kind of stuff as well. We're going to start off with Brighton in a minute. Hopefully you've read that now because there's a lot of information. Manchester Marathon will come on to as well. And, yeah, I'm going to try not to get myself into trouble. We'll see how many times Eddie freezes. And what I want to know really, right, what value is Toby going to add to the show? Apart from the fact he's still not decorated. The What was the word he used? Rustic. Was it rustic? Rustic, rustic? yeah. Rustic production. I'm street. not sure about that. Rusty, perhaps. But... Oh, oh. oh, that's just wrong. That's wrong. For anyone on the podcast, all, um, all of you on the podcast who are not privy to see the yeah. video, Toby's just put up a uh, hashtag unpaid bar. Yeah, of, um, <laughs> if, they want, if Cadbury's want to sponsor the show, I'm happy for Cadbury's. If they've got a lot of money, they can sponsor the show. But no problem with that. Well, that's the sort of provide orange chocolate. We'd like, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's somebody dropped off an Easter egg today for the girls. One of them was or- cherries, chocolate, orange, and then he binned it. I mean, that, honestly, it should be out there. Let us know. Send in emails to something.com. Should orange Long chocolate be out there? And, and 
Fordy, bring it Tuesday. Send it my way, mate. I'll see it off. No, no. I, honestly, orange I, 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 chocolate should be banned. I, I'm starting a campaign. You should have tomato in your chicken burger from Nazing, who, not, who are not sponsoring. Nazing Fish and Chip Shop aren't sponsoring this week's pod. Um, next week's pod, by the way, could be sh- sponsored by the, I think uh, Mark Stone said, Gold, is it the Goldsham pub, uh, time? Goldsham, the Indian restaurant. restaurant. Any restaurant in Broxwell, because we're going there apparently on Wednesday, so they could be sponsoring the pod, see if we can get cool. some cheap onion barges. Okay. Um, you're welcome, we'll go. Um, but yeah, we could get Cadbury's to sponsor it, couldn't we? Or Terry's... If, if, tell you what, here's a challenge, I'll send this out. If Terry's Chocolate Orange want to sponsor the pod, not that we're looking for a sponsor, I'll eat it live on the show. Um, <laughs> once you pay. Yeah, how's that? That's fair, isn't it? Now, if that's not worth a little bit of dig- Terry's digging there. Their- and in their pocket, I don't know what is. Yeah. So yeah, we've got obviously we've got we've got loads of crack on with, so we ought to do it. But before that, before mm. I want to say, um, yeah, long run show at gmail.com for all your um for all your observations and everything. Help. And um also click on the link that Toby's put on Facebook and then we'll be able to see your name and then we can give mm. you a shout out because Facebook user, love you though we do. I, I see Facebook user said I'll have the chocolate orange, bring it to Hartford. You won't be getting it if it's coming to Hartford, because I'll be no. in the front of the queue. For that. No, because I'd broken into to- I'd broken into Toby's and burnt it. I might <coughs> that, that's probably the best thing. I might even burn that bottle. Right then, I think we should crack on because we've done nearly ten minutes waffling about chocolate orange rubbish. Just rubbish. you know, and who pa- who's who's wasting their time on a Friday night but, listening uh, to Billy Aiken on about that? Sorry, sorry. One, Toby, your camera's out of focus. But two, have you spelled interim wrong? Yes, he has. Yes. Quite possibly. Anyone on the podcast, Toba Spell, because uh, he mentioned it last Interim. week, it took me 55 minutes, 55 minutes, 55 minutes, he can't spell, I can't talk, um, I to spell. notice his, his job title that he's given himself. So again, on the podcast, if you're listening, like we give us, you can type your name on. So I've got like bag drop, Eddie's got frozen, uh, Wilco's got Wilco, and Toba's wrote Interim, but he's not spelt it right. And now, Again, Interim, I, as in he's inside I, a haircut. Yeah, so yeah. slight toe, you know, and also your camera's out of focus again. But anyway, let's let's should we crack on with some running let's stuff? Let's crack on. Now, well, I'll just set the scene a little bit. That um, there was a message that was broken on the group in the middle of the week, well, Tuesday or Wednesday, that mm. um, notification came through that the Brighton Marathon would not be offering a on the day bag drop for. Um, competitors for their for their Brighton Marathon, which I believe is on April the 9th. So that's not, you know, that's just over a month away. So um, obviously it is a place where, because 40 runs are very well represented in the southeast of England, there are lots of people that would be affected by this in that they will be, rather than making a weekend of it, they will be travelling, aiming to travel down to Brighton on the day, either in their cars or on the train, and um, doing the whole event on the day, and there were lots of misgivings and m- m- moaning for <laughs> for want of a better word. You say it, we were that, Everyone was off about it. The fact of yes, they were very off about it. So, so we approached in the as we said last week when we were talking about London. We approach and we wanted to give the right to reply. We did that. Chris approached the Brighton Marathon to get a response as to why they've come about this decision. So, Chris, I'll take I'll, I'll hand it over yeah. to you, mate, to uh, 
Talk yeah, about. no, so firstly, right, whatever we say now from this point onwards, you've got to give mad love to Brighton Marathon for coming back and giving, you know, a, a, uh, a reply and also offering their event director to come on the show. We couldn't make it work. We were trying to get, because obviously we record this live, unlike all those sort of, let's call them polished podcasts that are, you know, done by media companies or companies trying to sell stuff. Um, this ain't, as you probably guessed by now. So we couldn't fit him in effectively, which is a shame because it would have been good to have good to have him on. And I, I left the invitation open. He's always welcome to come back on the show because I really do appreciate the fact that they took the time to come back to, to our reply. Um, they basically came back and, and we've put it up on the Facebook group, which I think is the right thing to do so you guys can digest that. And we've also put it on our Brighton Facebook group for the Brighton Marathon, which has got about 1,200 runners in there. We put it up there. And they gave a very detailed response. I I looked at that response, and the first couple of points that stuck out to me, and this is only my opinion, is that basically it's down to the fact of they don't have access to the Black Rock access, the road. That's all changed. (laughs) They don't have access to that. And secondly, it's driven by money. Because in there, they're quoting prices of £12,000 for lorries, they're talking about working within the budgets available and all that kind of stuff. So it all comes down to the fact that they can't, they don't have the road closure things in place, which is fair enough, right? And then they're blaming money. Now, if you don't have, if you know that that's going to take place, usually you probably like plan around that and, and work that around that situation. There's a couple of other things that I really need to pick up on that they didn't mention, which which has slightly annoyed me and irritated me. If you go onto their website, it does say one of the reasons why they've not why they're not doing it, and they are doing a bag drop, people. They're just not doing an on the race day bag drop. So make that absolutely clear. They reckon, quote unquote, on their website, they've surveyed runner, they've surveyed runners, 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 runners. They've surveyed runners last year. Was it last year? It says on there, and they've got uh, positive feedback about not having a bad drop. Is that right, boys? Just so I'm, I'm make sure I'm not going off straight. On the website, it says that they surveyed runners about not having a bag drop. You check that, Wilco. But that's on there. Ed, is that right? Yeah, well, but we're in a different world last year, weren't we? It said under the section, yeah. why isn't there a baggage service from the start? Yeah. Um, it's talked about um, Madeira Terrace renovations yeah. in the Black Rock, which is going to be. By removing the baggage at the start, we are able to considerably reduce dwell time and congestion in Preston Park. I don't know. Yeah, I assume that's where they yeah, yeah. I've been there, yeah. We trailed this system in September 2021, and survey feedback from finishers was extremely positive. Right, okay. So I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that because I'm not so sure. I, I, really like, I would really like to see it. I think it's interesting. If you're going to put that out on your website, you should probably... Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not mentioned and in the, in the I response. Was, um, without sort of picking holes in the response that they made, I would have thought that point five or six when they made that would have been, we talked to people and this is what they mm. wanted. Yeah, it's, I think it's what it is. It comes down to the fact that there's a road closure in place, which they can't do nothing about. Mm. They haven't got the money to, to find a solution. So you know what? You've already paid for it. You're already coming. Don't worry about it. This is the option that we're going to give you. Mm. As always, looking for solution-based ideas my personal opinion and i think they can do this still is what they should have is a pop-up bag drop at the train station speak to the train operator now because they talk about sustainability which i think is a very good point in terms of making the race more sustainable absolutely 100 behind them on that 
I think personally they stick a couple of gazebos up, speak to the station, say, look, we've got all these people coming in. We're, we're asking people to come in via train. Why not stick a pop-up one at the train station or it's still a 20-minute walk, whatever, but most of those people are going to have to come back to the train station. They've got the car park and all that in place there. That would be my solution to it. I don't think that's a very expensive, I would say, because you've just got to get some volunteers to man it, right? And, all right, you've got to find the volunteers, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's a relatively good way of doing it. If you spoke to the train operator, I'm sure you could come to some agreement because hmm. the amount of money that the train operator is making on the day from people coming to the Brighton Marathon, they're having a good day. So that's probably what I would do. All right, congestion and all that, appreciate that. But hmm. that's a good way, I think, of getting around this. I, I say, I think, they, I don't know whether they, again, it doesn't say here whether they knew or didn't know before they were taking people's money that this was going to happen. They, yeah. they haven't said that. I think again. that's key, that people, we'd, you know, we're five weeks from the off and we didn't, Yeah. has this been a, we're not privy to whether this is a situation that's been dropped on them, which could have been, you know, and they're making the best of it and they didn't know this when people playing devil's advocate, they might not have known. They might uh, not have known. I think, I think this year, I think what will happen, though, is that what I would look at, I would not go and do the Brighton Marathon if there wasn't an on-the-day bag drop. Well, Wilco, we certainly... And I would appreciate having the choice not to do that. Yeah. So what I think needs to... What I would like to see happen is for all these big events who must be registered to... A, part, a, a particular party or group that um, gives them a license to do these sort of things, they should have a list of, say, 20 questions that they answer for all these sort of things. So everybody is privy to this when it starts. Can I get a, you know, can I get a bus back to the nearest city? Can I get a drop a bag off? Can I wear headphones? Can I say all these questions that people want to know when they're entering a marathon or a big race so that people can make their own mind up when it comes to registering for events. It might be that um, because Brighton, obviously, I've not done Brighton. I've not been down to do to the race. But obviously, it starts at one point and it finishes at another like London does. Whereas when I did I did Yorkshire Marathon, it starts and ends in the same place. So if you're yeah, a backdrop, do you want to enter something that's starts at ends of the big place and you don't yeah. have to worry about that sort of thing. Yeah. People have to be able to make informed decisions. Yeah. And, and I think Wilco I think openness thing, is the key. He loves it. But but Wilco, what I'm trying to get in because I, I love it that you're coming with me on this now. And we're going to change your name to New Foldy, by the way. But we surveyed <laughs> like so you know we serve we put a effectively a survey up in the group, right? And I would say ninety five percent of the people said that a race day bag drop is essential, whether it's half or marathon, right? Not only is it, you know, you, you've got different temperatures in April and all that sort of stuff, right? But also there's a lot of anxiety around marathons and things like that, right? And you like to have your kit bag with you. And you like to know that when you finish, you've got your salt and vinegar crisps or you're in ambulance or whatever. So to take away that from people at the last minute, is, a, is naughty because there was a lot of feedback on that on that poll or that post where people said that if there wasn't a bag drop, they don't actually sign up for events. So again, yeah. you, you can't you can't expect. And in fairness to Brighton Marathon, they are not saying there's not a bag drop. Absolutely clear, right? There is one the day before, but like as we just said, a lot of people are travelling in on the day, 
like you would do for the London Marathon or for the York Marathon or the Newport Marathon. It doesn't matter where it is. When you're dealing with these sort of distances, you need that function there. And then to pull that away because of some road closure and they can't get lorries around because they've got to pay 12 grand and this and that. I found you a solution by saying about the station. That took me about maybe two minutes to think of. And remember, I'm not the smartest tool in the box. Go ahead. Better solution. If they take the 500 metres over from last year that their race was, move it 500 metres down the road, then you can get to the Black Rock Road. Which oh. on Google Maps ain't got that many roadworks on it. Oh, he's got he's gone in. Ed's gone two footed. He's now brought up last <laughs> yeah. year. Oh, they're this not having bless him. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, you remember last year, Brighton is not an affiliated England athletics race, is it? Doesn't like do you remember all the controversy yeah, race been, distance? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if people don't remember, I'll just tell people in, just theory, quickly then, story, it, Ed, Just tell people that there was a big hoo-ha with Brighton last year, Brighton Marathon, that it was about 500 metres too long. Yeah. And, and they were forced to apologise about um, the measurements and things like that. So I'll just sort of like, just feel people in my legs uh, was talking, sorry. In in, in their defence, I love Brighton. I've run the marathon down there. I've run the 10K down there twice. I think <clears throat> the challenge they've got is, whereas we didn't have a bag drop at London last year, but because London has like a four-day expo, doesn't it? So all of us people who are more lucky can go down midweek during work hours, in inverted commas, get it done, forget about it. With Brighton, where, I mean, the first time I've done it, I remember speaking to someone about the amount of money it actually generates for Brighton Tourist Board, because every hotel is packed for like Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. But that means it's very difficult to go down there Friday and then go back and then come back on Sunday morning. That's that's not what you want to do 48 hours before a marathon when, you, when you're yeah, about to I run 26.2. If you could go down on the Wednesday, but geography doesn't allow that, does it, for a place like Brighton? No. So you have and to get, go down right. on a little weekend break. Absolutely right. The cost, a fair play to the travel tourism industry, they've had a shock up with COVID, right? So fair play to them to make their money back. I appreciate Brighton Marathon events or whatever they're called need to make some of their money back, right? So that's, you know, I get all that. And they're talking about how much things cost and cost of haulage. And we know all that, right? But like I said, there's an easy solution. Find somewhere that's relatively close to the station or bus station where you know traffic's going to be coming in. You know how many people, if you, you know, are smart, which I think they are, Brian, you know, they know how many footfall they're getting off of public transport. Stick it in a location. Couple of gazebos. Bosh, look, we know we can't do anything about it. Roadworks, which is nobody's fault. Is a solution. Yes, you've got the option the day before, which I think is a fair option because you've got to collect your number, which, by the way, I still think they should be sending them out in the post. I hate all this. You've got to go down there and get your back, the number the day before. Yeah, talk about sustainability, but, you know, you could potentially be making people to travel in and travel out for just for one day. It's nuts. Start posting them out, people. It makes no sense, all this business about. All you're trying to do is get well, them there early and sell them T-shirts. Just think, if they, move, if they move to finish, if you go like about three quarters of a mile down the coast, you've got the marina there, which has got a bloody massive car park, which you can get in because there's a big supermarket in that car park, isn't it? So you can get, they could adjust the course slightly and they would have been able to. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yes. Oh, he's back. Oh, that's the first one. He's got people. If you keep your score, that's one to Neil to <laughs> no, look, good, I, look, we've said enough. Again, I just want to give some love to Brighton Marathon because they do put on. I know they mucked up last year, right? And we we, we gave them a hard time, um, the Brighton Ultra Marathon. But 
in fairness to them, right, they had the, the commitment to come back to us and respond. They've responded well. Mm-hmm. They've given good-ish answers. I still think that, like I said, they they do need to step up and find a solution for the day because I think that they're taking uh, people for granted the fact that they're all going to come down the day before. I think that's a bit strong and, and they need to find a solution. Um, but fair mm-hmm. play to them. For, for coming on. But please, going forward, Brighton Marathon, send your bibs out to people. Stop all this nonsense about getting people down there and that lot. It's, it's not, you talk about sustainability, you need to, you need to change it up. Um, I think, so, yeah, I, hope, I hope we've, um, sort yeah, of we've tackled that. Covered that okay. Um, yeah, we're yeah. still obviously interested in your observations there. Good yeah. luck to everybody who's going down to Brighton. And yeah, I hope yeah, the yeah. we'll support it. Well we'll because- be there. You don't need you don't need all this hassle, do you? You know, nah, six weeks before marathon, all you want to do is worry about running that distance. So, yeah, that, that is the thing. That is the thing. We'll get onto some questions because I've seen some stuff, um, you know, coming through. I've seen some questions and things like that. But I just I just want to touch briefly on Manchester Marathon, if that's okay, lads. Um, yeah. And then we'll come into the you know the questions and the bits about you know some of your emails and, and so using races and stuff, but. It's along the same sort of lines in terms of these big races and events. Now, Manchester Marathon, okay, so the deferral, after the 31st of Jan, you can't defer. You can sell your place, but you can't defer, right? The race is at the start of April, 3rd, April, whatever it is, and but you okay. can't defer yeah. after the 31st of January. I emailed them over a week and a half ago. I've had no response, right? No, zero response from them, and I've used the correct channels. I've also gone on um, their website today to try and speak to somebody from their press. And I got directed uh, to the contact page and the contact page directed me to their Facebook messenger. Um, And I've messaged them several times on that. I've had no response. So just to be completely transparent, I've had no response. I'm more than happy for Manchester Marathon, you know, the event organiser to come back on. and, And, you know, we're happy to give the feedback and, and put you on the on this show and you know whatever. But the issue I have is that after I put that out on our Instagram, I got contacted by a few people about this situation. I don't understand this deferral process. Please educate me, anybody, if they think this is fair or unfair. But if you're training for a marathon and you get injured in March, what what you're just meant to hobble around, or you get you get injured on February the first, right? So you, you're out. Or, as I found out, you get told you've got incurable cancer, which I know somebody's had. And they're, they've not heard, they've tried to reach the event organiser to get the, the, the money back, and they've not heard from them. Incurable cancer. And, and they want, and obviously, they can't do the race. Bless them. And, you know, you know what I'm talking about, because I've got your permission to mention this. I wish you all the best in the world. We generally send our love to you. And I offer to help where I can. But, What's that all about? Why can't you? What I don't understand this with Manchester Marathon. Why you can't defer up until March? I mean, what? That's just somebody... crazy. You know, it yeah. doesn't. You know, you can't say, "Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to be all right," and I'll, I'll get January injured on the, the 28th of February. January the first. You, can you plan your injuries? Is what they're saying. And, and, and not be funny, but you ain't going to sell your place because everybody's doing the races well into their training by then. So who are you going to sell your place to? The cat. I mean, it's just it's just madness. But the fact is that somebody as distraught as that, incurable cancer, no response, can't get their money back. And again, I just think it, I think it's back. I've not had an email, and I've you know 
I was asking the question. I've not had anything from them. Their contact, the way they come about, is 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 diabolical. If they're not having the decency to write back to people, again, the, we've got to do talking with our feet with with these races and events. Mm. I just think. I've got nothing against the organisers. This is not me, you know, having a go at people for the sake of having a go. But when I get told these sort of things, and, and that's, a, an, a, that's an example there, and they don't come back to you or don't try and help you out, in an extreme circumstance like that, I think that's, that's bang out of order. And I really feel sorry, not only obviously for the person, it's just, but I, I, yeah, I, I feel think, sorry for them. You know, it's, it's the old good manners cost nothing, isn't it? I think that yeah. people get so much... Companies get so much traction and goodwill if yeah. they come across that they care about people's situation, they give a yeah. bit of personal attention to people. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to go into a thing where you get posted to a Facebook messenger and then there's a sort of like tick the box. And if you don't fit, then we won't. Yeah, I, I just, you I, want yeah, to I just, a human voice and try and get some stuff. So, yeah, we hope you look at the like story I told you the other day. Give us, you know, give us some help on this, and just reach out and try and try and help people out. What's that, Ed? What was you saying? Ed? Well, I was telling you know a story on Tuesday, and a very, very obviously Phoenix running are a much smaller operation, you know. But so Rick, who runs that, all through the last two years, when people have had to postpone, he's had to reschedule, and he's tried to fit everyone in, and he sent out a blanket email to every one of his members. I put it on his Facebook groups, and I said. He's gone got, again. He's got 2 0. I said, oh, if back. you think you've missed the race, I'll check. I'll check and I'll re entry to any race. No questions asked. No investigating. He said, there you, go. you know, and it's a much smaller. 3 0. Yeah, I mean, if the little guy can do it, so can the big man. Can't but, and it's like a bit more of a. So. Yeah, you're right, Ed. What you're saying is, is you're right. I think what they can do is, it, I, I get the deferral process could be complicated for them. I know they've still got three or four months, whatever. I don't want to get into all that. But it's simple just to write back to someone and say, you know what, here's a voucher for 20... I know it doesn't help with the lady, you know, but, yeah. you know, here's a voucher for 2024, right? You know, you can do it then. But this is our immediate response. After the 31st of Jan. We can't defer you until, you know, the following year's race, but we can give you a voucher for 2024. Or we can offer you 50% of your money back or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I just think, like, I've, so I've lost the money from the Manchester Marathon because I'm an idiot and I forgot to defer before the 31st of January. But in no way did I think that I'd have to tell them by the 31st of January for a race that was happening in April. Absolutely not. I, you know, I was expecting somewhere around March. Right, because basically I've overbooked myself. Shot, right? But I just think again, it goes back to that point, isn't it? They, 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 these companies, bless them, they, they're not in touch with the runners. They, they, they're like media giants and, and big organisations, and they're and they're not thinking like runners, and they don't understand runners because they're basically not runners, and, and they don't. I'll, they I'll don't say understand. exactly the same as I said last week when we were talking about the London Marathon. If someone from Manchester Marathon wants to come on and have a chat yeah, with us. Come or- on. Give us a Come statement on. like um, yeah. the folks at Brighton did. You know, we are open to listening and we'd like to give as much. Um, yeah. We love Manchester Marathon. Straight out there. We love the we love the event. Think it's awesome. Brilliant. Love it. Right. That's not in any, you know, we're not even going down there. What we're saying is, is have a look at your deferral uh, and make sure you go yeah. back to that lady, please, and, and help her. Because that's just. 
That's just wrong. Uh, Chelmsford half. I've seen some comments about that. We're going to come on to that. We're going to talk about that in the. Well, let's call it. Should we call it the second half of the show? Was why Wilco now yes. goes and checks with his solicitor. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just ringing now. I've got her on speed dial, mate. I'm just going to probably sort that best out. before we start getting all the emails. Um, I tell you what, should we? Uh, by the way, boys, none of you have noticed that I'm not wearing my Manscaped t-shirt today. Oh, did you tell? No. Yeah, well, I, I did. I, I yeah, did. I thought I, I wouldn't question the boss. I couldn't find it. I'll be straight up. Big shout out, Manscaped. I couldn't find it. So what I've done is I put my Manscaped pants on, but I'm guessing you don't want to see those. So Can we play the video. Let's play the video. Yeah, let's play the video. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, play the video, mate. One man, every hour, every day, is diagnosed with testicular cancer. We want to help raise awareness about the ball-busting disease, which is the most common form of cancer among men ages 15 to 35. For this reason, we are happy to promote Manscaped products on the Long Run Podcast, as they have teamed up with Testicular Cancer Society to educate and entertain while spreading a very important message about early detection and self-screening to protect yourself against men's health issues and cancer risk. Me and the boys were lucky enough to be sent a performance package for each, which is everything a man needs. To get 20% off and free shipping, head over to manscaped.com and use promo code 40 on checkout. So there you go, folks. Thanks ever so much for the support that you've been giving our uh, Manscaped little campaign um, for um, to raise awareness for testicular cancer. And as uh, Forty said on the video, um, you can get 20% off at Manscaped and free shipping by using the uh, promo code 40. And just um, just so it's not just sort of like us going on and just having a little break in the middle of the thing, I just wanted to uh, draw your attention to this lovely email we had from Simon Fearbold this week. Uh, thanks, Simon. Thanks for getting in touch, mate. He just said, um, thanks uh, thanks very much. And we want, I wanted to give you some praise for the focus with Manscaped and testicular cancer recently. I'm currently in remission after recently recovering from surgery in September to remove a tumour and I'm now working my way back to full fitness. I found it is still a subject not freely spoken about, uh, spoken enough about between guys, so any way to get the conversation going is great to see. And um, Thanks very much for making this the best community and one I feel very grateful to be proud of. Thank you very much, Simon. We Cheers, really, Simon. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate that. Really, really appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, and that, as I said, is one of the reasons why we are happy to wear the T-shirts or the pants in this case. Or um, both. Yeah. Right. So we said that we would actually, after we've all calmed down and, and Wilco spoke to a solicitor, that we'd actually talk about something that might actually add some value to some of you. Um, and that is adding races into your training plans. Training. So what we're talking about is maybe you're training. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. For a great north run, when's a good time to stick a 10K in? How would you attack that 10K? You know, all that, what sort of pace should you run it at? All that kind of stuff. We're going to start off, I think, Will Cope, it's all right with you. I've got an email in about this weekend's Chelmsford Half, right? Far away, mate. Good. Well, no, before we get to that, because while I was printing that, I realised that the inbox is like getting out of control because admin is in St. Lucia with Roy. So what we need to do, I've printed a few off. And look, this is how now good I am. I'm actually highlighting bits. Don't tell Scarlett, right. but I've nicked one of her highlighters. She will lose it when she's found that out. So here we go. I've only got two. make this up, folks, you know. Um, it's well uh, organised. Right, so first one, and we'll come on to everybody else who sent emails in at some point. Uh, Susie, big shout out, Susie. Firstly, boys, it looks like we're up on our way to Dundee because Dundee half dram is only 18 quid to enter. She's told us that she loves it where we talk about the um, cost of races and all that sort of stuff and loves the podcast. So big shout out to Susie. We're coming up to Dundee. Eight Yeah, compare that to some of the other prices. 75 quid, whatever it was, World Parks. Um, here we go. Last one. Terry. This is cracker, this. Started listening after Marathon Talk ended. Big love to Marathon oh, Talk, but they're no oh, longer. Yeah, we've taken the crown. Uh, kicking wise <laughs> down. Um, and thanks. Oh, oh t- uh, lads. Just amazing. Thank you for all the reviews. Keep the reviews coming on Apple, Spotify. We will be giving out the shirts at the end of March for the best reviews. Thank you to everybody. But you need to get onto those podcast providers and smash the life out of the reviews. Even if you make it up and say that you quite enjoyed it. Just put yeah, it you on. Don't have to tell the truth. It's not a Don't Jeremy you... Cole lie detector test. How are they going to check? You can just say what you like. How are they going to check? So stick it on now. And particularly make the fact, you know, you could say that you love Toby's production studio. Right, so anyway, Terry was saying, started to listen after Marathon Talk ended. He's up to January. Where are we? March. He's, he's a couple of beyond. He's post-weekly. Yeah. Um, just to say, it was nice what you said about the poor girl that got murdered when she was out running the island. So big shout out Wilco. Because, and, and deadly serious when we spoke about that very sensitive subject. So big love, uh, Wilco, for there. Uh, on no, the way we, we dealt with that issue and dealt with that. He did, though, say... Uh, very easy listening, except for the vegan rubbish. <laughs> so, it's nice oh, yeah. one, and, and, then, and then Hammers Alan. And by the way, if you're wondering where Alan is, because I saw some messages about Al, he's, um, he's in the home, and they've not let him out again this week. So, he will be back. I know he's missing it, but he will be back soon. But, as I said last week, Messi's been substituted. We've got Ronaldo, who's got dodgy Wi-Fi, but we've got Ronaldo playing. Okay, right, so... Let's get on to what we actually really want to talk about tonight. So, basic, this message or emails from Ben. Ben, I hope it's not Ben who's coming on in a couple of weeks. Um, quick question about the Chelmsford half. Uh, he's looking to run a faster half time. Uh, he's, uh, and what is the best strategy when aiming for a PB? Should I figure out the pace I want to hit or do I start quicker? Or basically, how do you go about your racecraft for achieving 
a PB on the half marathon distance. So he's got the Chelsea half marathon. Everybody, big shout out for everybody doing Chelsea this weekend. Big shout out to doing Cambridge, Warwick, or Cambridge, whatever Warwick, else Cambridge. is going on um, this weekend. We'll pick some of them up at the end. But what I would say to you personally, I, obviously, I don't know who's you as a runner. So as a coach, first thing I would say is, that, you know, I need to understand you as a runner, as a human being. But just from my personal experience, uh, when I'm going for a time, I would start the first half of a half marathon and I would look to equal split it at goal pace. So if you're running, let's call, should we say sub two for, for argument's sake? Because we know that because it's 909, 540-ish, 541 per kilometre, right? So I would run the first half of the race, dead aim at those splits. And then I'd get the halfway and look at myself and go, God, this is bleeding hard. Or I'd say, actually, I feel like a bit of a hero. And then I would push. And then I would see what I've got left in the tank. That is how I would do it. So, again, that negative split element, I would look to see what I've got in the second half of the race. If it ain't there and you need to back out of it, you've built up a nice cushion at the front end. So the chances are you still might come in under because you've built up at that equal splitting pace. You've come into it quite well. But it is very important to make sure over that first half of the distance, you could do this in the marathon as well or 10K, but you, you are pretty much dead aim on equal splits. So then you get to half distance, you check over yourself, how you're feeling, have you fueled, are you hydrated, what's hurting, what's not hurting, and check where you are mentally as well because your brain can do stupid things to you. And then you start pushing and see what, see what happens. You're going to obviously get that period of time where your brain goes, oh, I don't like this. But if you can get through that and keep kicking on, knowing the fact you've only got half left, that's, a, I would say, that one of my favourite ways of going after a time. Um, yeah, I think that's probably... Ed, any advice on that? Oh, 4-0. Now he's gone. It's gone. No, he's moving. Oh, yeah. No, he's there, he's there. Oh, yeah. I was just saying if I'm muted or not. Um, no, very similar. I've... I mean, whenever I've run a PB, I always go, I'm not the best person to listen to because I have to be right right in my head. And I just go out and run hard. And then, well, I'd say run goal pace. I probably don't get to halfway because I, like, get overconfident. If I was in a half marathon and got to seven, like, got to four and a half miles and felt amazing, mm-hmm. I'd just try and keep going then. But what I do find when I do that is because you generally do, you've got, like, 10 or 11 in the tank. And then when you get to that last two, and then it, then is that six nil? It becomes a mental thing. But if you've done well up to eleven, you can, can't you? What about you, Speed Goat? Sitting there quietly at the top, you know, eating. No, no I agree. I think it, it, well, I haven't started it yet. I've got some uh, orange match sticks as well. Oh. Right. Anyway, carry on. Um, no, I, I agree. I think you you've got a. For, Obviously, you have that goal pace, which um, is obviously hard, but realistic in the first place. Um, and, and just keep it for that first half, maybe then a little bit longer, just to see how you're at. And then push, because if you're not careful, say you go off too quick, you're feeling good. And those, you know, when you get to mile nine, ten, it suddenly bites and you haven't really got much left. And that's where you start then on the dangerous slope down. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree with it. Can I just throw something else into the uh, equation? This what about um, pacers in races hanging on the shoulder of someone who's down to do two miles or something like that? What do you think? 
me personally, I would avoid I would avoid them like the plague. They do an incredible job for people that enjoy running with paces, and they do honestly, they do an amazing job. Big shout out to all the paces; they do incredible work. And for some people, it really does provide that crutch during the race to have somebody to hang on to. Me personally, I like free air, and I don't really like crowds anyway. Um, and I I run much freer and much faster. I'm much more confident away from paces. If a pace is near me in a start pen. I'll actually go out of my way to move well away from them. Because, rightly so, they collect a lot of people. And if you're trying to find a rhythm, especially if you're trying to run to a pace, if you're just, you know, cocking about and having a laugh, it doesn't really matter. But if you're trying to run a pace and you've got a, str- a strict strategy and a racecraft in which you want to follow, they can they can get in your way. Um, but again, that's not taking anything away from because they do do an awesome job. So, so then I suppose you can use them as a human, sort of... As a rough guide, yeah, you don't yeah. Have I to mean, sort of like put every, put all your eggs in one basket and follow the bloke with the big flag, you know. But yeah, you like some the, Lindsay just said, Wilco, on, on thing. You never know when the pace has started, and that, you know, and you know, it's just it's it's another thing to be worrying about. I think if you concentrate on what you're doing, and and you know where you're at, I think you can control only what you're doing and, and what pace you're running at. If you if you rely on somebody else. If you like, for example, if you go with Tobe, his watch is always wrong. You're always going to come unstuck. So it's, you know, you've got so many variables in that. Although the pace is You know, it is nice to be in control of your own destiny. And, you know, you, you've only got yourself to worry about. Haven't you? And like you say, you know, you do find particular. I mean, I'm doing Cambridge this week. And, um, you you know, there's they have a pacer. They'll have 40 or 50 people running around all in the same little, you know, free, deep, across the length of the road, you know, and it's sort of like, oh, well, I can't be, I can't be bothered to hang about with all this. And, you know, you could stay a minute in front or just keep an eye on the one in front and do that. I mean, it's a guide. You don't want to be, I don't think yeah. you want to be put, like I said, putting your eggs in the, all in one basket. It's, it's all personal opinion. It's, it's whatever works for you. I've seen people do fantastic jobs of crushing PBs by hanging onto a pacer. And as I said, the pacers, they do an amazing job. That's a hard job to get that right. They do incredible and, you know, fair play to them, love them. Um, but, I think the paces could come into their own near the end. If, if you're still with them near the end and yeah, you are yeah, struggling, yeah, yeah. is that Agreed. it's just someone to keep an eye on and just keep with. Maybe, yeah. um, and the other thing is your tech. If you've got a Garmin watch, something like that, some of the the more advanced ones do pro pace. Yeah. It's brilliant. So you can put in... Tab, yours doesn't, though, does it? it. Tab, yours doesn't, does it, really? Yours, yours, mine does. Mine's we, perfectly on pace. We found. Can you just, Tobe, can you just expand on what what's involved with that and what happens? Uh, so pro pace, uh, pro pace is brilliant. Um, I used it when I did my half marathon PB last year. Um, which in it basically you can put in what time you're going for. You can actually put the course in as well if you know it. Um, if you've got a GPX and then it will act, even calculate in the hills. And you can mm. put stuff like, I want to shoot up the hills or I want to take it a bit easier up the hills. So then the downhill, you'll be slightly above your, your goal pace and going uphill, you'll be slightly below it. So average it out. And on your watch, it'll tell you how far ahead or behind you are. For oh, your so you'll time. get reminders at a certain. So rather than your pace saying 6.30 kilometres, you'll get your five seconds behind or your 20 seconds in front sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. And it'll tell you your, your, the pace that you're aiming for for that mile or that kilometre as well taking into account if you've got the hill there or you haven't um so just, that can uh, be a really good way if you want to if you just had that. a comment 
on Facebook, it says uh, it's not use it. I'm a regular pacer, but I'd always recommend making note of where you are to the nearest pace at the start as, as a rolling line. But I always recommend pacing yourself. Only you can know what you're doing. It's a trusting trust you. Yeah, I mean, it's great advice. Great, great advice. They're there as a gauge, right? So, yeah, big shout out. Mad love to whoever that is. Uh, thank you for service you provide yeah. us runners. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Time. Time. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it is interesting. But I, I, in terms of taking too much uh, notice of what Toby says about pacing in his watch, I, I, you know, you've all seen the 5K video where he, where he ran an extra lap. So I'll leave that there. <laughs> um, sure, we've, we've had some... We, I, I want to come on, carry on this subject, because we've had some questions, but we will come to you, OK? So just, just in terms of anybody who is going down this route of planning out the rest of your year in terms of our races, right? I would, I would look at races and events that you can use to, to run certain strategies. So maybe you run a 10K race at, I don't know, goal pace. Or you do a half marathon, you've got a marathon, and you run that half marathon a few weeks out at your goal pace for 10 miles, and then you back out the last three miles, or you speed up whatever way you want to do it. But you use them in terms of learning your race craft, learning when to fuel, learning when to go for it. On the flip side, because we're doing it in two weeks, is we are, you know, relatively still early in the plan. We're using a 10K race to find out where we are in terms of speed and fitness, what we've achieved over the last four or five weeks, and to test ourselves. So we're going to go down to Duxford. We're going to tear that up. And um, Tobe's going to use the portal a few times. And we're going to see how fast we can go around that. And then that will give us a good gauge in where we are for our fitness, so we know whether we're on pace, whether we, whether the training is actually starting to work. So that's another way in which to put races into your schedule to do at certain strategic points through the plan of adding in sort of, not barometers, but you know what I mean, like sort of levels in which you can check. So like I've said it on the, on the I know that video ain't come out yet, is it, Tom? But 10K, yeah, 10K, see where we're at speed. We've got London landmarks. We're going to run that, you know, relatively, you know, a few knots um, because we're lucky enough, you know, to, to be, be able to get out some fresh air at the start and see what see what's around, you know, in terms of pace over the half marathon distance. So we know come April the 3rd, is our training on track to achieve the sort of PBs that we want to achieve in May? So if you can look at a few events or maybe you've got some events that are leading up to an A race that you've selected as a, as a, one that you're going to be gunning for a time, then I would use those as, as you know, either sort of practicing strategies around pacing, running at goal pace or attacking them to see where you are in terms of your, of your pace. Uh, and it's also interesting if you use different uh, routes or different races that have sort of, you know, inclines, declines. So if you're running a, a hilly race out in, you know, whatever your A race is actually an undulating course because they never they never say they're hilly, say it's undulating. But maybe see what you've got over a, a relatively hilly 10K, you know, and then maybe your next race you do on the flat to see where you're at. So you get a good gauge on both where you're at. But it's really good. It can be really helpful in your training block to stick those races in and use them as sort of gauges in where you are, but also as learning tools. Does that make sense, boys? Yeah. Where would you put them, though? Right. So, down weeks, 
a, a good cutback week. So we've gone, we're hitting, Tobes doing 20 miles tomorrow. I'm doing 18 because obviously I'm catching up. We then drop down in terms of mileage. So our, our week will be relatively mild. We'll still have the consistency, but we'll drop down in terms of overall mileage. So we theory we should be pretty fresh in our legs to go out and smash out six miles. So where we're dropping down, you know, from that 20 mile, 80 mile, going down to the six mile is a perfect, and we're in a down week after doing four, four, is it four, no, three, sorry, in it's over, three up weeks in terms of mileage. So we're using them in our breaks. We've then also got that half marathon, which is, is it eight weeks out of Landmarks from Edinburgh? Beginning, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's about eight right. weeks. Okay. Eight weeks is... I don't is know what good, week it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. But eight weeks is a good time in marathon training because that, that next sort of four weeks after, you know, in that eight-week period is sort of the key area in which you really start doing that conditioning and, and, and building that speed. You've done the work of putting the foundations in, right, and getting your miles through your legs. That next stage is the sort of critical stage if you're looking for a time in which you build the speed into your runs and that sort of goal pace work, you know, you increase the mileage on those lactate threshold efforts because that is where you're ultimately building that speed in. And it's in that section within that eight weeks. So that's why putting a half marathon in there is a good point to do it if you're marathon training. You see what I mean? So it's, it's all about adding them in strategically. And again, a good coach who does a good plan, tailor plan for you, We'll work that through because, again, you need to do race practice. Yeah, you need race practice. You need that adrenaline. You need how to, con- you know, control yourself and show some self-control at the start and all that sort of stuff. Make sure you know you know how to use the bag drop. Hashtag right a marathon. Um, yeah, and that, but no, you work that through, and that's what a good yeah. plan with a you know a good coach will work that through for you um, and, and pick out some even some lo- good local events to do where. You know, 15, 16, 17 quid. I appreciate it's still a lot of money, but to, to jump onto and, and then to have a go. Uh, and even in a down week, you don't have to, you know, if your money's tight, go along the park run and smash your life out of 5K and then carry on and, and, and use that as a gauge because obviously that's free, but you get, you get, all right, it's not 100% accurate, but you get some form of numbers in which you can relate to so i think i just yeah. wanted to um, bring eddie on to something else that you would think about bringing um events in it's also the sort of like the mental drag of training to have something to actually look for a, a race to actually look forward to yeah definitely to break everything up would you you know is that something a view that you'd subscribe to yeah no absolutely i will always put races in like you say maybe eight weeks before there'll be a race and then so this year i've got a race in start of may a 10k end of May, a half marathon, I'm using both of those as checkpoints to say, is my pace where I need to be before I go into my marathon block ready for the autumn? I guess the one thing I've done, which didn't mention, which is loads and loads of people, will like we see loads of people all the time, they'll go and do a big half marathon, like the big half, which falls probably in a 20-mile week for a lot of people doing autumn marathons this year. And they'll go out and they'll run after it one of the things i did a few years ago which i found really beneficial because those of you who run marathons with me know i struggle a bit mentally of a marathon and i'll talk myself out of it at like 17 18 miles yeah i've actually gone and run a marathon in my training but using it as a 20 mile long run and then the last six miles didn't matter so i could really hit because i had the race day feeling and i was in a race 
I could run a real good half marathon from like mile five up to like mile 18 and then relax at both ends. And the last six miles, I really didn't care what I did. I was messing around, most of them, you know, and walked a bit. Didn't matter because I got that 20 miles in under race conditions, which really helped. And mentally for me, and then that I can do that at that pace. I can do it in a race at the pace I want to be at. Yeah, it's yeah. really good feedback. Really, really good feedback. You're on the money as always, Ed. Um, bang on. Um, boys, I, I think all of us, except for Ed, because he's like been frozen most of it, should apologise to all the all the people who've had the decency to comment and ask questions because we've we've not touched on any of them this yeah, week. Yeah, we've ignored we, everybody this week. We must apologise to everybody who's who's tuned in this week and just basically been ignored by Toby and um, and myself and uh, Wilco, um, this week. So we apologise. You can always send an email in. And by the way, we want to hear from you on email. Where do you want the long run show live? Do you want it in your local town? Send an email in. It's got to come in at to something.com. What is it, Wilco? Long run show at gmail.com. There's massive demand out there at least one person, who wants to see this live, viewer interaction live, send it in. We will go to the most popular place, send it in to something.com. Now, does it have to be in the we, UK? No, I'm happy to go anywhere, as long as it's not St. Lucia. Uh, has now, got internet. Need decent yes, internet. Eddie. Eddie yeah, we're going to have to have a bit, of a, hit, a, yeah, a bit of a hit list on all the stuff that we're going to need. Um, well, there was, we've got to do the competition winners, because yeah. that's important, but... We, we, I've seen, I've been trying to scroll back for all of, and again, I generally am sorry for everybody who's been commenting tonight. Um, Al's usually, this is where we do miss Al. Um, yeah, he's, he's right. not on these. He's, Come he's back on these. Out. So I, I'm going to go to this one because I think this is a good one. Uh, I, I, I'm, ne- I'm never going to pronounce this right. Uh, Bell is serious or something. Help me out, Ed. A uh, question Hello, I'm a fairly new runner. I was wondering if you could fill me in on how you see the differences between long run shoes and daily trainers and give some examples. Now, we're not going to let Wilco talk about this. Because <laughs> Wilco does not know anything because he's still stuck in 1987 and wearing Brooks. Okay. He knows nothing about running shoes. Do we know the differences between long run shoes and daily trainers? Well, technically, a daily trainer should be able to do everything for you, including those long runs. So if you can only afford one pair of shoes, you want a good pair of daily trainers, daily trainer, that will be basically be able to do everything on there. So you want something that can do a recovery run, you know, easy pace, whatever, some some form of speed sessions, some form of medium efforts, and then be able to take you through those longer runs in a comfortable manner uh, with decent outsole and, you know, not give you blisters like some hokers do. I'm going to leave that there. Um, but he says that he's got a pair over there. Uh, the I would say if you're looking at actual differences, it depends what you want to look for in a long run shoe. You could look for something that's max cushioned that will give you some form of extra softness or, you know, nice comfy feeling. You might look for something in terms of a long run shoe that's a lot more durable that can take those longer miles. Think, you know, something that for a marathon training block, you're going to be putting some longer miles through it. You might look for something that's got, got to be able to do sort of a bit of sort of goal pace running there. So Tobe, for example, has been using on his long runs the Socket Endorphin Pro, 
because he's able to mix up his pace in them. He's able to run pretty steady in them. But then when we stick in the goal pace, he's then with the plate and the power run PB, I think it is in Neil Power and Plus, I can never remember. But he's able to use those shoes to 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 use them. But Tobe, you wouldn't necessarily use them on a shorter run, would you? So I think it, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for like more max cushioned for those, you know, daily um, sort of those longer runs, or whether you're looking for something that gives you a little bit more durability or something a little bit more speed. But to be honest with you, a good daily trainer, you know, will be able to pretty much do all of that. You know, he's not. He said, "Don't mention the glide rides." Obviously, had a bad experience there. But something like a, I, I, Wilco, you'll have this. Like a glycerin twenty. You know, from Brooks, there we go. A bit of love for Brooks, uh, or or a Sockany Triumph, something like that. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. No, but something like that that can do can do it all. You know, it's not overly heavy. It's got a bit of bit of cushion there, but a bit of life in it. Nice, breathable up, a decent outsole. You know, that's probably that's probably that I would say personally. Uh, anything to add to that, Toby? Ed? I won't ask Wilco. No, Ed's frozen. No, he's not frozen. He's just refusing to dog. answer. There's a dog. Toby, there's a dog in the production suite. There's a dog in your office. Toby, there's a dog. He's woken up. Milo! It could all go wrong in a minute. We we might just have to stop there. Milo! Milo! Milo, don't pull the plug. (laughs) Milo's Tony's dog, who sits usually quietly under the desk when we're doing the podcast. He's the Uh, only living being who's more laid back than Toby. There he is. Milo. You're right, Milo. Actually, better looking. Who is it? <laughs> um, right. So, okay. Should we announce some winners? Yeah, competition time. Right, competition. So, thank you to everybody who's been. And don't forget to put your reviews in on on the show, people. Um, oh yeah, please. Who, tell us how uh, next, tell us how lovely we are. Next week, by the way, great show coming up. Uh, we've got a guest on next week, hopefully, and it's going to be awesome. Next two weeks, we think we've got lined up. We've got some absolute belters. Again, not paid, not celebrities promoting their books, not celebrities selling their, you know, whatever, you know, gels or whatever. We're not got any of that to on. We're not having it. Olympians selling their books. We've got real people coming on with good stories to stand by. Proper right, so, interesting folks. Yeah. Okay. You so, that person? Well, I'm going to read out the winners for the February challenge. So well done to everybody who, uh, if you're in the Fully Runs Facebook uh, community, if you're not in there, you should be joined. We could make it mandatory, couldn't we? Um, we uh, thanks to everybody who sent in the fact that they completed the challenge, picked the uh, winners randomly from the emails, and first place who's getting a twenty-five pound uh, gift voucher, gift card thing for the forty round store is Paula Andrews. Uh, second place was Rachel West, who's getting a fifteen pound gift card. And third place was Penny, Westbridge, friend of the show, Penny. She's getting £10 gift card for the 40 round store. Can you, all of you, email me in your email addresses? Might sound random, but I need you, I need you to email me in. I don't know. Right yeah, can you send them to longrunshow at gmail.com and then Chris will pick them up and he will weave his magic and send you yeah. your vouchers. You can get yeah, all we'll your get that stuff. Out. Thank you to everybody who took part in that challenge. If you enjoyed it, let us know. Maybe we'll do something like that again in the summer. Yeah, might do. Um, do, do yeah. And now it's down to me for the um, prizes for the Manchester marath- Half Marathon and 10K. Yeah, don't say great no, run. No. We've got some prizes for that. We've got two entries. And yeah. the lucky winners are 
X Factor style pause. Drum roll, drum roll. Tag, we need drum roll. The, the winners are Jackie El- Ellison Grimshaw and Amy Dodson. Oh, well so done. well done, Jackie. Well done, Amy. And, but, and Wilco, tell them, tell them, and so it's all fair, transparent. How were they? How were they picked? How were they picked? Yeah. Well, I got all the numbers. I counted all the comments that were on the thing. Shout out to my man today. Give us two numbers between one and go. seventy-one, and he did. Wilco Senior, friend of the show. Big very shout out, Wilco so. Senior. Wilco so, Senior, so Mr. Again, Will, very big friend of the show. Jackie yeah, so. and Amy, can you please email us in? Uh, whatever Wilco's about to say. Longrunshow at gmail.com. We need to give your details to the amazing people at Great Great Run. Run. Thank you very much for Great Run. Um, And they will get in touch and give you, either you've got a half place or a 10K place, it's up to you um, for that Manchester event in, I think it's in May, isn't it? Something like that. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, that's an interesting fact. All the winners were female. What do you know? That's interesting, isn't it? I'll have to have a look at our stats in terms of the, you know, like the, the gender makeup of... of our listeners. Yeah, and dogs now. How many dogs yeah, are now listening? Got Milo's listening. Buddy's listening. We know Buddy's listening. So, what about Ed? Is he frozen again? Seven no. nil people. No, he's still there. Yeah. It's just still his there, picture. Yeah. He's still <laughs> there. But uh, is, is the dog listening, uh, Ed? No, he's gone. He's gone. No, I don't think he's. he's <laughs> oh, did I? Oh, there you go. Seven one. Um, right, boys. That's a lot, oh. Nick. That was a lot, wasn't it? That, hey, we've we done we, well there because we were. We thought we were looking at about two and a half hours, and we've crammed it all into sixty-three minutes. So yeah, that's. Hopefully, we've got to give a shout out. Yeah, we've got to give a shout out again to Manscaped. I think. Well worth yeah, it thanks very show. much for everybody who supported Manscaped and Manscaped supporting us. Um, yeah. Great work they're doing with um, awareness for testicular cancer. We talked about that a bit earlier. Yeah, so you can go sure. to Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code 40 on um, that uh, gift set that um, Chris's video uh, demonstrated. Oh, he's raising his pen. Something else? I just remember you're going to get shot because you haven't mentioned the Cambridge Half Meetup. Ah, and yes. So got you out of jail, bruv. Yeah, you have. You're a star. M- you might Quarter be the other way around later. Quarter past eight at the bag drop. Oh, is, is there one there then? Yes, very much so. Oh. Helen's in charge. Oh, okay. So basically, she's on the Helen's case, in but charge. of course, the thing is, Helen's an elite, so she's off at about nine o'clock, and the rest of us are wandering around to the start at about half ten. So, uh, we might be wading through the mud a bit out in that park. It got a bit windy yeah, last time as well, I was yeah, there. Yeah, so. and. and I'll be honest with you. I, you know, mad love to everybody's doing it. I'll put it straight out. I weren't a fan. All that hanging about at the start, we was cramped in there like chickens. It just, it was very well, uncomfortable. It was about a week before the first lockdown, wasn't it? It was the last Yeah, I just, it, I mean, I loved it because, you know, I was there with Helen and, you know, all the rest of the, the guys. Um, but I don't know. It was, a lot of it was, once you got the bit through Cambridge, you sort of went out and ran up the M25, it felt like mucked about there for a bit, came back into the town, which is the best bit, and then you're back. It was just like, is that it kind of thing? Everyone thinks about... And it's a ballot as well, is it? Is it a ballot? Or is that more wrong? Now it's Oxford, isn't it? Which one's a ballot? No, Cambridge ballot. Oxford's yeah, ballot. I don't know. They I don't know. 
everybody rates the cake. I don't know. For me, I just I really didn't like the start process how they sort of crammed you all into. Well, the only shame that I'd say about this weekend is that it's unfortunate that the calendar clashes with the Chelmsford because I'd have thought, yeah. you know, they'd attract the same sort of, that people from the same sort of area. Going, there's people split who are doing, you know, one or the other, which is a bit of a shame when a lot of people would have done both. But never mind. If you can't the Cambridge half marathon, whatever marathon, hopefully I'll see you there. Well, wherever you are, wherever you are in the country, whatever you're doing or in the world, remember, boys, we're Singapore's biggest podcast. Yeah. So remember. Oh, and Mel, if we carry on talking for two minutes, one minute, 15 seconds, Mel's going to win because she said 107. Or OK, I reckon I could do that. Or do we cut it off now and then she sort of gets really angry with us all? <laughs> No, let's not get. We don't want an angry email. I'll just—I've got a minute to remind you all to please do your reviews on the various podcast um, providers: Spotify, Apple, Amazon. You'll find us on there. Also, you'll find us on uh, Facebook and YouTube at seven o'clock every Friday night. We'll try and talk some running. Well, a bit of running and a bit of other stuff like we have tonight. Thanks very much again to the people at Brighton Marathon for dropping us a line and uh, helping us out with um, your inquiries about that bag drop. Um, Like I said, I'm at the Cambridge Half Marathon this week. Hopefully you're out and about. You're not on the bench and you're able to do some uh, good running. Plenty of rubbish going on in the world at the moment. So get yourself out, clear your mind, get away from social media for a bit, go out for a run and try and look after yourselves. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Cheers for Eddie coming back again. Good man. Becoming a regular. Top man. Regular. And I've got 12, 11, 10 seconds to go. So thanks ever so much for joining us again. We will see you next week. So, Toby, please run the titles. Now! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.